I'd like to speak this morning on discernment. In John eight fifteen to 16, it says, You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. Yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. And then in John eight seventeen to 18, it says, It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bears witness of myself and the Father who sent me, bearing witness of me. So the witness of two. Now we also have two. We have the word of God, the Bible, as well as hearing God's voice. That's two. And when both of these line up in agreement, then we know it is from God. But if what we think we've heard from God does not agree with Scripture, then we can know that it is not from God, but rather from the flesh ourselves or even from the devil. Now, it is very important to ask the Lord for help when we have to decide, say, who to trust and who not to trust to discern properly which person is from God or speaking from God and who isn't. And this is also very essential in the use of prophecy. Jesus knows who are his and who are not his, but we can be fooled. People can pretend to be Christians for instance, they may want a job. And I receive many invitations and many requests from help from all over Africa and India. And I have to come to God for help to know which people are speaking about genuine needs and which ones are trying to use a ministry for their own ends. Sometimes I have to go and check their work. I also need to discern that what every person says to me is true and stays true to his calling. And I have to go to great lengths to ensure my bookkeeping is thorough and double check everything to keep totally clean before God. John 8, 26 says, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he who sends me is true, and I speak to the world those things that I have heard from him. And if we bring every single area that needs discernment or judgment into God's hands, the Lord will show us every time what and who is of God and what or who is of the flesh or what or who is of the devil.
and prayer is vital if we are going to save time difficulties and money we need to ask God every time in some countries close to the gospel discernment is of utmost importance and here I've met the strongest believers for they know how important it is to abide in God's presence and stay connected to him in every situation. They need to know from the Lord when and whom they should witness to and when they must not witness. They need to discern who they will invite to their church services and even the way they walk to church when to make a detour or change plans altogether. They have to discern where they're being followed because the authorities are out to close down every church service. And sometimes God will warn them and they will have to suddenly walk out of the church and carry on in the woods somewhere. So when the authorities come to close down their church, there's nobody there and then they cannot uh, close down the church. So these are the things you have to do when you're not allowed to be Christians. Discernment is also very necessary when praying for someone to be healed who is not responding because we need to discern the underlying cause of the sickness. Once in New Zealand I prayed for someone with crippling arthritis and she came to me after the service to say that she was in, still in terrible pain and she was the only one not healed and wanted to know why. I immediately asked the Lord for discernment and the word forgiveness came into my head. And I asked her if she had a problem with unforgiveness. And she burst into tears and said that she could never forgive herself for something she had done wrong. I told her that Jesus was waiting to forgive her and to heal her, but only if she could forgive herself. And it took a while to persuade her to make the decision to forgive herself and then led her through a prayer. As soon as she had forgiven herself and accepted the Lord's forgiveness, all the pain left and her tears of pain turned into tears of joy as she was totally set free of the crippling arthritis, totally healed. Another time I was invited to speak in a city in America. And the pastor moved into the prophetic and I discerned that what he prophesied to each person was not from God, but was a way to collect a bigger offering. And so now I had to hear from God with discernment of how to warn this pastor of this bad error so that he would gracefully receive the correction, turn to God and learn to hear God instead. Well, God showed me how to do it. And this man received the correction, turned from that wrong thing. And this resulted into his church growing 
and he never had to worry again about the right amount of offerings coming in because he was preaching the true gospel in the right way and the people responded. At other times, we have to use discernment when going into the very remote, hard-to-reach places, especially with a person one has never met before and know nothing about. And at the same time, to be adequately prepared for the complete unknown. And I had such an experience like this in Haiti. The pastor arrived an hour late to collect me. The next thing, we got into the Jeep and traveled over the mountain ranges in a four-wheel drive vehicle along donkey tracks, very rough roads for 10 hours, and then descended into a little town called Pilete town, which looked like a wild west town, but instead of horses tied to the hitching posts, Donkeys were tied outside the buildings instead. After a short time there, we turned towards a very wide river. They stopped the car. Two men got out. And after five minutes, they came back in the vehicle. And to my horror, began to drive straight through the river with the tide pushing the car sideways towards the sea. Well, we made it across the river and up the next mountain pass where the road became totally non-existent. And here we had to then take our luggage and walk through two canyons in pitch dark without even a pathway. And I only had sandals on. An hour later, we reached an open thatched roof building full of people and I was asked if I would preach straight away. So I preached. I then called the sick forward and began to lay hands on them while well, they were not having that. And they rejected me laying hands on them. So now I'm really confused. So I stopped the meeting saying I was tired and returned to the hut went to the hut, totally confused, listening to them arguing in the background from the building. And I cried out to God, Lord, what have I done wrong? And the Lord showed me that I was in voodoo country. And I know nothing about voodoo. Haiti is a heart of voodoo. And I was actually the first white person to come into this area. The Lord showed me that voodoo priests literally blow their curses to wherever they want. They did not lay hands on people. And the Lord said, just preach my gospel. So for the next three days, I just preached the gospel, the power on the cross, and what Jesus had done for us on the cross, who we are in Christ when we receive Christ and proclaim that the kingdom of God was at hand. But I did not pray for anybody. On the last day, 
I thought, well, I better pray for some of them. And I asked if any were sick to raise their hands. And nobody put a hand up. But I knew they were sick people. Then a woman came forward, took the microphone and said, I was healed by the hearing of the word. Then another lady came up. She said, I was healed when I received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Another came up. I was also healed through the hearing of the word. Others followed and shared the same thing. Every sick person was healed simply through hearing the word of God or responding to it. Suddenly all of them stood up and began to praise God in the most ecstatic joy I've ever seen. And then I found out what was going on. They had invited me because they were unsure about the voodoo priests and they wanted to hear a Christian give the message of Jesus so that they could follow the stronger God. They were therefore not impressed with me laying hands on them, but they were very, very impressed when God healed them simply through the hearing of the gospel message. And the entire church then became Christians because they discovered that their Lord God was a more powerful God. He was a true God, the God of heaven who created the heavens and the earth. I then got in the car to drive back through the mountain ranges to the airport and I said, Lord, you have done it again. I had no idea of where I was coming to, but I heard you speak to me to just preach the gospel message and you did it. All I did was to discern what God wanted me to tell to those people. Obey him and God did the rest. That is a fruit of discerning what God wants us to do and to obey him and walk in it. And if any of you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Saviour and would like to walk in this discernment, I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer to receive Jesus as Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I have ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on. 
Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Please help me to learn to pray and hear your voice and walk in full discernment in you that my life might be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're sick, just lay your hand on your sickness or your pain and command that sickness leave in Jesus' name. Command that pain go in Jesus' name. Command that spirit, that bad spirit, leave in Jesus' name if you have one. Now just say this prayer, Lord Jesus, please place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name. Now, as a new Christian, there's a few things you need to do. Get to know God in prayer and how to hear his voice and how to discern what he wants you to do. Two, buy yourself a Bible and read it every day and the Bible will teach you all the truth, righteousness and wisdom that you need to walk in. Three, Find yourself a Bible-believing church and arrange with your pastor to get baptized in water as soon as you can because the Lord wants everyone that comes to him to get baptized in water so that you are properly transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven where you will live forever as a son or daughter of the living God of heaven. And tell others what you have done. God bless you greatly. And I will now hand back to our host.
is my this is my town, this is my city. I will never destroy the city. I will never want to see all those kind of things that God see me. I'm telling you the power of God, and I know and I believe that what God has done in my city is going to continue to bless every one of you across the years. You know, I, I remember on that Sunday, Susan prayed for me and was saying, and with the blessing and the glory of God rest upon you as you're going to move. And I saw that power and I saw the anointing. You know, it was a real glorious power. We sense the dominion power. So I just want to say thank you, but I just want to pray because I told him last night before we came, we just arrived in this morning. It's a very long journey, but I just thank God because I made it to be here and also we moved from one o'clock in the night, one o'clock morning until this morning that I'm here. So this morning I told them that we are going to be on the national radios and we are going to pray for them so that it's going to crowd and see them up in prayer. So I want to ask Mother Susan because the people were so excited because when we prayed during the morning time, all that, so people say, we remember the woman of God was praying on the phone. So we were so blessed to see our city, our town was changed. So this morning, I just want the woman of God to come to steal that city for the Kailan district. And I ask Susan to pray for Kailan district. That every word that I've received, let it go to the Bible believing churches that we started to go. So back to you, Susan, as we pray for that great city. Lord, we lift up the Kailam city and region. We thank you, Lord, from, for setting them free from Ebola that time ago. And Lord, we thank you for the crusade. And we thank you for each person that received you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, I pray that they will follow it through, find a Bible-believing church and go there. And Lord, we pray that all the people that will healed will walk in their healing and rejoice in you and lord if there's anyone sick there still lord i pray they be healed in jesus name we command any sickness leave right now in jesus name we command their bodies be totally healed in jesus name thank you jesus Amen. Amen, friends. So we thank you for that wonderful prayer. I how you are so blessed. And I pray for you that the Lord and the grace of God continue to bless and to heal and support you and unity and strength so that you can be in the house of God and love your neighbor. That's the one last word that I said to you last night. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Good night by 8 o'clock. Susan is going to be on Joy Radio. 